Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I've felt what you're feeling And I don't want to get in your way Welcome to episode 11 of the Publisher Podcast. Hey, I'm Alexa Bigwarf, and I hope you've been enjoying the episode so far. So kind of what I've been doing is, not kind of what I've been doing, what I have been doing is taking some of our most popular interviews from previous Women in Publishing Summit conferences and sharing those with you. So as you're listening, keep in mind that some of them go back as late as 2016 and 2017. And while most of the content is still super relevant and uh, super important to know, there may be references to tools that are outdated or things that have changed. So please keep that in mind while you are listening to them. And on that note, I want to say that, you know, sometimes um, information can still be relevant even if uh, the, the tools that we use to get there have changed a little bit. And in the digital publishing world, things change all the time. New companies, I can't even explain to you how many new companies have come onto the scene to support authors since even 2018. So um, we're trying to mix in some new content and updated things. And when we go back and really do the the, the detailed show notes, um, we will make sure that any outdated links or resources are updated. So it's interesting that I would start off there because that's actually kind of the topic of today. Um, I, I titled this one, Faking It Till You Make It, and I'm going to try not to ramble too much. It's just me today, no guest interview, but there's a lot of things that I really have on my mind and want to share with you. First and foremost, if you have not registered for this year's Women in Publishing Summit, please head on over to womeninpublishingsummit.com and check out the information. We have a very jam-packed schedule of events, both pre-recorded presentations and live workshops where our attendees will get to actually engage with the person um, providing the training. And just we just added so much to the conference this year. I'm really excited about it. And it is on early bird pricing as of today. I'm recording this on January 16th. But the pricing will be going up, so please make sure that you get your ticket while it's still at a very reasonable price. Okay, so enough about that. Um, What I want to talk to you about, the reason I'm calling this faking it till you make it, is because this is something that's been on my mind a lot lately. The idea of perfection, the idea of the things that scare us and hold us back, um, it's very vulnerable to be a creative, an author, um, anyone who is taking your words, your product, your things that you've created and putting them out there in front of the world. And because of that, a lot of people don't take any action at all. They wait and wait and wait and continue to revise their words or they're afraid to start talking about themselves as an author before their book is actually published. Oops, just lost some things off my desk there. Um, They're afraid to take the actions that will move them forward. And because of that, nothing ever happens. So this has been on my heart a lot lately because I am working on fiction. And fiction, right now, I'm working on my, it's like my sixth fiction book, but I've started like six of them and I get to a certain point 
and I have all of these mindset issues that stop me from going forward. And um, it, it's been an interesting journey. I, I wound up working with a writing coach who has really, really been helpful to me because she's an expert in this, whereas I am a newbie in this craft and a newbie at doing this. She's got lots of experience, but more than anything, she holds me accountable. I know that she is waiting for me to submit something for her to look at each week, and I know we're going to talk each Friday. So that pushes me to continue moving forward, even if it's not great writing. And let me tell you, it's not always great writing, but what we are doing is we are moving forward. I am getting the story out of my head. I am writing the words on paper and she's giving me feedback and advice along the way. And guess what? Each time I submit something, I'm getting better and better and better. I know I'm going to have to go back and revise a whole lot, but it's getting better. And the point is, I had kind of a mini meltdown the other day where I was like, am I even meant to be a writer of, of fiction? You know, I, I've put out several nonfiction books and they've served their purposes and will continue to do so. But am I really meant to be a fiction writer? And I had a day or two where I was just like, I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling everybody else. This is not what I am meant to be doing. And then I took a st step back and I thought to myself, this is ridiculous. Nobody just comes out the gate a perfect writer. Nobody comes right out with and is just like, just sits down and writes beauty, their first attempt at doing something. I've been doing these interviews for the summit, and the one thing that I continue to hear interviewee after interviewee repeat is how important it is to work on your craft. There's so much to learn about writing a really good book, no matter what the genre is. And, um, and I, I took that and I thought about it for a minute and I was like, how will I ever even know if I'm meant to be a writer if I'm never even putting my words on paper? So I picked myself back up again and some days I am faking it till I make it. I am sitting down and I am writing garbage just to keep moving the story along because I know that it can be revised, it can be improved, but not writing anything is never going to create a book, right? So it's been... It's been a super interesting journey over the last couple weeks and even years. Like this is kind of the 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 philosophy that I've taken from from the get-go is that perfection is an enemy. And I, I jokingly um, I jokingly talked years ago about how I should just, you know, brand that it's probably already branded by somebody else, but the hashtag, hashtag perfectly imperfect. Because for me, it's so much more important to take the steps and do the thing than it is to wait until it's perfect. Now, some people have a problem with that. I published a book recently and there were some spelling errors in it. That's super embarrassing for a publisher to publish a book with some spelling errors. And sometimes things just get missed. In our case, we broke our own rules and we didn't review a print proof before we went to market. Now, had I reviewed a print proof, those those errors would have popped out in a way that they just don't pop out on the on the PDF file of it, right? But you know what I did? I could have just taken the book off a of sale and said, I'm a loser. I can't believe I just did this, blah, blah, blah. But we went through, we fixed it, and we republished it again. And you know what? Okay, somebody might have ordered an older copy of that book and they might see those errors. Some of those people might hate me forever because there was a spelling error in my book. Some of those people might not even notice it because they are, they are 
they need the content of what is being taught in that in that book and they can forgive an error here or there. Some people bought the book and will never even read it, read it, you know? We just don't know. But the point is the book is out there and the people that need to be served by it are being served by it, five spelling errors or not. So some days it is just a matter of saying, you know what, I may not be this big important person. I may not be someone who has millions of followers. This may be a lot of work for me to figure it out and I may need to take some time to take the steps to get there. But take some steps. Don't be afraid to make mistakes in this journey because everybody has to start someplace. And I'm sure that every speaker in our conference is going, would, if you ask them, would say their first attempt at publishing a book or their first book was not the best book or their first blog post was terrible, but they did it and they got better. And as their audience grew, they got better too. I think about this a lot in my business. I I often will fall into a comparison trap where I'm looking at other people who you could call my competitors in the industry. I just call my colleagues because I I really believe that competition serves only one purpose and that is to help us do better and to grow and be stronger, but really there's a place for everyone and if someone else is being served by a different service, then that is a good thing. And you can think about that in books too. I see people thinking, ooh, should I collaborate with other authors who are writing books on on a similar topic? Wouldn't that wouldn't that be a bad thing? Wouldn't they, maybe the maybe maybe if I collaborate with them, the people who see that are gonna buy their book instead of my book. Well, who cares, really? Does that matter? Does that really matter? Because guess what? If that person saw something in the other person's book that they needed more than yours, then they're being served by what they need to be served by. And that's kind of only true in the nonfiction world. In the fiction world, that argument of being competitors is malarkey because the reality is fiction readers love to consume the type of content that they want to consume. So you sharing with them other authors who write similar books is a service to them because you can't write enough books for them to just enjoy your books. And guess what? When you collaborate with others, when you coordinate, when you do newsletter swaps, when you're sharing about each other, yes, your audiences may overlap, but they're going to bring people to you just like you're bringing people to them. So it's a good thing. So don't worry about fear and competition or competition as you are trying to share and grow. And now I've sidetracked myself and I'm trying to remember how I got down that path. But the point is, sometimes you just have to start. Sometimes you just have to um, join a Facebook group of other authors writing in the same genre and and see what they're po- talking about, what they're posting about, what their concerns are. See if you can create relationships in there and Find mentors to guide you along in the way. Community is so important in this journey. And especially if you're struggling with feeling like you don't know what what steps to take next. If you don't know if you're doing the right things. If you don't have enough followers on your Instagram account. That's one of the biggest things that we bring in this conference, in our community, through this podcast, through the work that we're doing, through Write, Publish, Sell, and the Women in Publishing Summit, is to create community because when you're starting out you need community you need other people who are in this with you you need to know that other people have the same kind of struggles you need to know that other people doubt themselves you need to see other people's successes 
it fires me up when I see somebody else doing the same things that I'm doing and having a lot of success with it. It makes me a little jealous too, especially if I'm like, but I wrote the same book and nobody's buying my book. There we go, back into the pity party. But you know what? It means that there's a possibility. So when that's the case, let me clarify. It means that there's a possibility and there is a market for your book. If somebody else has published a book that's similar and it's doing really well, people want that book. So it's a good thing. And if yours isn't selling, then it's time to figure out why. Is your cover bad? Is your blurb bad? Is is your um is your does your book need to be tightened up a little bit more? Maybe edit it again. Is it just a matter of the fact that you don't have a large enough audience to see those same kind of results? So what are you going to do about it? Well, when you start out, when we're faking it till we make it, you go out like you are just as successful as any other person and you act and behave like a professional in your industry. We are authors. So what does that mean? How do you figure out how... How do you make it? How do you get from the faking it to the making it part? So one of the things that I like to do is I like to read and learn what's happening in the industry. First and foremost, I like to be knowledgeable about what's going on so that I know and even understand if the book I'm trying to write even has a place in the market. That's so important to know. And that's the first thing you have to do. And then I look at my writing and I say, does this match what the industry expectations are. So if I'm writing a nonfiction book about health and wellness, does it jive with what other people are doing right now? And I've heard other people say, well, I don't want to be trendy, but trend is important. It really is. And that doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice value to be quote unquote trendy. It just means that you have to know Um, A great example is the romance world. Um, About two years ago, there was a huge shift in cover design to illustrated covers. And, um, you know, covers are a very interesting thing because you want to pay attention to what is really catching people's eye and why and what people are expecting. A cover, a picture, when you think about a picture, I mean, we know the old adage that a picture tells a thousand words. So, It's important that people know and understand when they look at your cover what it's trying to convey. Do they even understand what your book is about? Um, I interviewed Jenny Goutte this week and she was talking about her memoir and how she's a great example of fake it till you make it. Like she went out the door, just did a great job, got her book together, um, you know, did all the things she thought she was doing all the things right and and her memoir just didn't have the success that she expected. So... She sought out to understand why. She listened, she read reviews, got feedback from people who read the book, and then she took actions upon those suggestions and that feedback. Um, One of the biggest things that she told me in our interview was that her cover didn't really represent at all, and the title of her book, um, didn't really represent what was happening and what was going on. And when someone looked at her cover and her title, Most people had the impression that it was a completely different book than what it actually was about. So she had her cover redone, she retitled the book, she rewrote a description so that people who were looking at her book really understood what it was that she was 
you know, the audience, the readership that she wanted to get in front of. Um, she also learned a lot more about memoir and realized her book was too long. She did some major revisit, revisions. She told me she cut 50,000 words and really got it into what a memoir should look like. So part of the faking it till you make it is doing things, taking action steps, moving forward, but making sure that you actually know and understand what it is that you're trying, what the making it looks like. So you can't just fake it till I make it and say, okay, I'm just going to write this book and I'm going to throw it out there and I'm, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and then expect it to do well if you didn't do the things that you need to do before then. If you don't know this by now, writing and publishing is only a very small part of the business of being an author. The reality is that there's so much to learn in terms of expectations of the genre, expectation of the readers, um, building a platform, making sure you have a sizable enough platform for people to actually um, you know, to consume your book. So if, if you don't have people who are following you and who are um, on your email list and who are waiting for your book launch, then you just cannot expect that there's going to be a lot of sales. I, um, you know, we're all getting targeted by the ads out there that match our interests and in what we're looking at. And the other day, one of the ads on YouTube was for another self-publishing company. And he said something super interesting um, and, and, you know, I'd never really broken down the numbers. I've always heard the stats that most self-published authors will never publish more than 200 books over the lifetime of their book. And that in itself is really sad. But he went on to say that most self-published authors are publishing under 20 books a year. And they're making like when he broke it down, broke down some other numbers, it was like they're earning like $1.36 a day. I don't know about you guys, but that's not my definition of making it. Um, I have three children to feed on a single income, and I need to earn more than $1.36 a day. It's just math. So I've got to figure out, as a self-published author, why. Why it is if I have a book that's not selling well, and I have to dig into it. And digging into it can be very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Because you might hear things about your book, about you, that make you sad or uncomfortable, or all I can tell you in this moment is to remember, and this is what a few years ago, we had a book that came to us and um, I sent it to an editor to look through it. And she wrote back some feedback and her feedback was very harsh, not in an unkind way. Okay. There's a difference between somebody being like, you suck and this book is not good and it needs these things to happen. That's really hard to hear, really hard to hear. But the fact of the matter is when somebody who knows what they're talking about gives you feedback like that, um, you have to listen to it and you have to remember, do I want this book to sell? And if so, am I willing to listen to the feedback that I'm getting from other people and take action. Now, sometimes feedback is useless. There are some reviews that are just so silly, it's not even funny. And their reviews really have nothing to do with Amazon. So, you know, take those with a grain of salt. If you see a one star on your book, and she's mad because Amazon didn't get it to her fast enough, you know, there's those things will happen. But if you hear over and over in some of the 
not so nice reviews that the cover design made them think they were buying a completely different book or the description was completely different from what actually happened in the book. Those are important. And it's important that you take that feedback and you and you take action on it. Okay? So Yes, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes our mindset gets the best of us. It's hard to be vulnerable. If you have problems with vulnerability, and what I mean problems with vulnerability, like if it's difficult for you to be vulnerable, you need to ask yourself if being in a career field where you are constantly going to be open to the um, critique of other people is the right place for you. Um, if you you can learn to move past that, I assure you. I am one of the most sensitive people in the entire world, and it's taken me a long time to realize that people's feedback does not always it's not always about me personally, and um and that I need to take that feedback and realize that at the end of the day, their comments help me be a better writer, a better marketer, a better publisher, all of those things. But. I would also like to encourage you to, if this is a problem problem area for you, if if putting yourself out there is really terrifying to you, um, I can give you a resource, and that is Brene Brown, who talks so much about vulnerability and shame and how there's so much, sometimes it's shame of things we don't even recognize in our lives. This is not a a, a therapy session here, but if we wanted to get into a therapy session, I could tell you about all kinds of things that happened to me in my lifetime that made me terrified of, of people telling me things about things, you know, of feedback, of critique, of all of those types of things. But the truth is, it's, it's a, it's a problem within me when I get afraid when I'm scared to take the next steps when I don't take action I have sabotaged myself so badly on book launches before just because I was scared that people might not like my book that it's ridiculous I published my my first um, book on parenting lose the cape realities for busy modern moms and strategies to survive and I didn't tell anyone about it (laughs) because I was scared I was scared I was like what if I what if I publish this book and nobody buys it? That's that's terrifying. So I would rather have told myself at the time, well, I'm just not going to market it. And that way, if nobody buys it, I can say it's because I didn't market it. How stupid is that? I mean, I'm talking about myself here. I can call myself stupid. It was not smart, okay? So what would have been better for me to have done, and this, I know this now, six years later, is for me to have done the work to figure out how to make as great of an entrance into the world as possible, been proud of myself, faked it like a champion that this book was the, you know, everybody's buying it and everybody wants it and everybody needs it. And then if it didn't go the way, you know, do the work to have the people get the book out there and then go from there, you know, because I don't know what could have happened. I don't know. Maybe it would have shot to the top of the list and tons of people would have bought it and it would have been able to be the resource that we wanted it to be. Maybe it wouldn't have been bought by a lot of people. And then I would have had to go back and look at why. Was was it even a book that would ever be sellable? You know, because let me just be honest, books in the mom blogging world while some people are able to have great success success with, are a hard 
world. It's a hard, it's a competitive, super competitive. Parenting books are super competitive genre. There's a ton of books out there and you have to stand out and you have to market the mess out of a book to get in front of enough people for them to know about it. So that's what I do now. That's how I fake it till I make it. Now you know my big secret. Whether we are doing well or not, we act like it is the best thing that has ever been put out into the world. And if it's not doing well, we go back and we figure out why. And all I can wrap this up with saying is that marketing and selling a book, living as a professional author, trying to earn a living as a writer, it's not an easy journey. It's possible. And that's why it was so exciting for me to have that interview with Jenny this month, or yesterday, I guess it was, the other day. Um, one of our featured uh, speakers in the summit, she's one of the top Regency authors right now on Amazon and selling a lot of books. She's now making a, anywhere between eight and 12K a month. That's $12,000 a month in royalties on her books. But that's not where she started. And she, you know, took a lot of action steps, which she told us all about in her interview, to get there. So I just want to encourage you that don't sit on something because you are afraid that it's not ready, that you are not ready. Let me caveat that with, please don't publish a book that is not ready. (laughs) That's kind of like, if it hasn't been edited by if it hasn't gone through peer reviews, if it hasn't been gone gone through workshops, if it's a fiction book, um, through beta readers, through, you know, if you haven't taken the time to make sure that your book is as well written as possible, um, then then you should take the time to do that. That's not what I'm referring to here with faking it till I'm making it. I'm referring more to the um, the fears behind actually writing and actually putting myself out there in the world. Um, but you have to take you have to take those steps. If you're not willing to do those steps, it's you may not be in the right career choice here, or you might just want to consider it as a hobby. And I don't say that to be mean. I say that because you can be successful, but it takes serious intention. It takes a serious willingness to put yourself out there. It takes building and growing a readership, and it takes community. And that community piece I stated last, but it's one of the most important things. I would not be where I am today without the mentors that I have now, without the coaches that I've hired and worked with, without someone really teaching me and explaining different parts of the process, without investing in myself as a professional in the publishing industry. And those are all very important things, and they've come so much from the communities that I've entered and joined. If you're looking for community, we want to help you in that area as well. So I hope this helps encourage you or discourage you, because the truth is, I don't want people to feel like they need to go down this road just because if they're not committed to going down the road. You can fake it till you make it only so far. That's what I'm going to say there. If you keep faking it and you never take the steps that you need to do to make it better, if you keep letting fears slow you down and stop you, if you don't take action steps, if you don't do the things to improve what you where you've made mistakes, then you're just going to stay stuck. 
and nobody wants to be stuck and 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 if maybe you just need to decide that it's not the right thing for you and that's okay too but if you're willing to do the work keep that chin held high do something post something on your Instagram account every day or how whatever the you know appropriate timeline for posting is you know at the time that you listen to this because it changes but what you can do is you can learn how to use the tool that you want to gauge, engage in better. You can take a course. Um, you can just research. There's tons of free research out there. You can you can learn about that entity and learn as you go along. The great thing about starting something new with no followers is that nobody sees what you're doing. So there's there's zero harm in posting a post that maybe wasn't optimized as best as it could. Maybe the image wasn't as great. Maybe you didn't write... Um, a compelling enough description in the in the image on Instagram or whatever. It's okay when you're getting started because you'll get better at it. You'll get better. You but you have to start. I know I may have you know gone a little bit around several different topics here and kind of been a little all over the place. That's kind of my mood right now. Um, got a lot going on. It's a really busy time. We're still living in a pandemic world. Um, I've been alone for all of January because of. COVID um, in our family. Um, So it's, you know, my brain is kind of all over the place like I am. But the one thing that I can assure you of is that if you don't start and take action, you will never see anything. So if you're struggling, if you're afraid to put yourself out there, if you're afraid to start, just do something that doesn't scare the mess out of you. Or maybe it does. Maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need to do something that scares the mess out of you. But you can start with something small. You can start by just starting to find other authors in your genre that you can become friends with. Start being engaged in a community where you can ask questions and get feedback. Um, start your social media Start a landing page on your website so you can start growing your email list. It's not too difficult to get started. Start by getting a, a ticket to the Women in Publishing Summit. Um, we are going to have so much stuff on, on all of these topics and what and implementation steps. And let me tell you, education is a very important part of all of our journeys. And the most successful people that I know have that one thing in common. They never stop learning. They never say, well, I've already published five books, so I know what I'm doing. I don't need to learn anything else. No, you never stop learning if you want to be the top. And so hopefully if this was an area where you're struggling with, my words meant something to you today and helped you. If you, um, you know, need any more on this, hop on over to one of our groups. Write, Publish, Sell on Facebook is our free and open group. Um, send us an email. And if you are enjoying this podcast, it would really mean a lot to me if you would subscribe wherever you listen, leave a review, and tell your friends about it. Thanks, have a great day, and just start somewhere.